Hello and welcome to our podcast, Hashtag Divorce, with Audrey Zetoun, divorce coach based in London, and myself, Sarah-Jane Taster, French family lawyer practicing in international law in England and Hong Kong. In our podcast, Hashtag Divorce, we will be bringing you hope, positivity, as well as practical information about divorce and well-being, food for thoughts, and hopefully, support to help you move forward at each and every step of the divorce process. If you would like to know more about what we do when we're not doing this podcast, you can go to our websites, pasterfamilylaw.co.uk and audreyzcoaching.com. Back to today's topic. With Valentine's Day just around the corner and hopefully spring, we have decided today to talk about how to find love after a divorce when you live abroad, far from your home country. Finding love a second time around is not always easy, especially if you haven't got over the previous relationship, if you are still hurting, still wary, and have young children. All those things may constitute obstacles to finding true love again. But have no fear, Audrey is going to answer all our questions about finding love again, from how to be in the right mindset to how to understand the hurdles of finding love in a foreign country. She will tell us what are the proactive steps to be taken and the mistakes to avoid. So let's start by ensuring to be in the right mindset to find love again. We often compare divorce with death which means that when divorcing, we need to be able to mourn the relationship. Is that the case, Audrey? Can you tell us a little bit more? Hi, Sarah-Jane. Thank you for, for the great introduction. Yes, of course. So it is definitely, uh, it feels like grieving, isn't it, when you have to give up on this relationship and move on. And there are five stages of grief. Well, then the denial, the first stage where you don't want to, you denial, totally deny the, the breakup or the, the divorce. And then the, the anger, you know, sometimes you feel angry, sad, all these emotions are, um, are really strong uh, and you don't, you don't know how to deal with them. And then comes the bargaining stage where you, you're asking yourself, if I had done things differently, uh, would it have worked? Or you're trying to negotiate again with your ex, maybe to, to get him back. And then there's a depression stage where you feel a bit depressed, low, low mood, you don't want to go out. And finally, after all of this, you finally reach an acceptance stage where you are ready to move on and to, to start again. So uh, I think in those stages, what's really important when you want to find love again after, after a breakup or a divorce is, is, is it's important to go through them, but it's also important to be mindful not to stay too long into these stages. It can become really comforting and comfortable to stay in those stages. Oh, I'm depressed. I'm not well. Uh, no, you know. And then you build habits that are not going to help you uh, in the future to, to find someone else or to just be out there in the world and, you know, build new friendship and, and of course, new love. So it's really important to, to be mindful of that. But I guess it's, it's so easy to stay in that comfort zone of being the victim. It's easier this way than trying to change it and do something new, isn't it? Yes, uh, yes, it is easier. Yes, it's what you know. What you know is how you reacted maybe for uh, in the past for the same, you know, for difficult situations. Uh, maybe you close yourself up, but it is not really helpful uh, long term. And it's important to create a new routine as, you know, even if it's a little bit every day of something new to challenge yourself. So increase the challenge you know, inside your day or your week. So you feel like you are actually doing something different or something new. 
but it, it's it's um, how do you know when the time has come to challenge yourself? Because I guess you need the strength, mental and physical to go to the next stage. Or do you recommend to try? And if it really doesn't work, wait a little longer and challenge yourself a different way, for instance? Yes, uh, that, that could be a way. Uh, it could be a way to, to try and say, oh, actually, I wasn't ready. It could be you go on a date and you feel like, oh, no, I, I can't do this yet. But then again, it's about asking yourself, why, why, you know, what's going on for me? Is it that I'm scared? I don't want to feel rejected. Is it that I'd rather stay in my comfort zone? So it's really important to ask yourself these questions and maybe if I, oh, actually, it's only because I'm scared or maybe because I think I'm not, I won't be able to do it. Then yeah, you, some people may think they're not worthy yes. uh, for a long time because of the lack of confidence. Mm. Or Yes. Maybe um, you were talking about network support, maybe having friends who say what they think that might help you maybe challenge yourself. Yes, because, you know, especially if you live abroad, we, we know we're talking when you're, when you're an expat and if you're divorced or you just went through a breakup, you want to have a support network around you. You want to be able to call someone, go for a coffee and someone who also can maybe challenge you a little bit, you know, be there for you, but say, oh, come on, let's go out, let's do something. That's what you, you would like from a friend too, to push you out of your, of your comfort zone. And maybe it could be thinking of what makes you happy now? What haven't I done for, for a long time and that I'd like to do again or try something new? And even in your, in your house, so how to arrange your flats differently or... Yes, so planning ahead with friends and with that support network around you, it could be asking them to mind the kids so you can go out or go out with them. Definitely so important to have that in place. So from what you're saying, I can see a few things. First, the fact that you need to stop being a victim and put yourself out there. It means that you have to cut with the past and try new things with the help maybe of old friends, but start anew in every sense, in every area of your life. Yes, I, I mean, I think it's good to think, what did I enjoy doing in the past and I didn't do for so many years? Or what do I want now in my life? Or what do I want my life to look like? And express this more on a daily, weekly basis. It seems that this is very important. You say not to spend uh, too much in those spaces, but it is very important to go through those stages and to think, like you say, of what you want to change and how you want to go forward. If you don't do that, you may have problems afterwards. Yes, I, I mean, I think it's important. Those stages are important. And to reflect on your past relationship, what worked, what didn't work. You know, you can cherish uh, those moments as well, those years. There's no, you know, you don't have to <laughs> trash them, you know, put them in a bin. They existed yeah. and they're, they're valuable. You know, there were some good things out of these years. And now it's about what can I change now in my next relationship? What can I do differently? Some questions to ask you about, you know, what you want now or, or, and make sure that your expectations are not too high. Yeah. So what's important is really take into account what's happened before. And like you say, don't trash everything. Yeah. <laughs> so um, once we've established the importance of healing, which is basically and, and putting yourself forward, Today, we're talking more about expats, uh, meaning people who are living abroad. What are the extra challenges facing uh, that those people are facing? 
Yes. So first of all, I say finding true love is the same anywhere in the world, whereas you're in your home country or not. But uh, so we're going to give tips for everybody. But to start with, I'd like to stress out, yes, as you mentioned, Sarah Jane, that uh, the challenge, the extra challenges of, of being expats, maybe that uh, uh, the feeling of, of loneliness is, is much stronger. You, you don't have a family, family around you. Uh, so it's really, really hard uh, to rely only on friends sometimes. And maybe you lost a lot of friends with the divorce. Uh, so you don't know who to talk to, who to confide into. So that would be quite difficult for, for expats. And also the emotions are much stronger as a consequence. So maybe the expatriation triggered the divorce as well. And you need to understand where you want to live now, uh, you know, or the finance, or the work, so there's a lot more uh, at stake uh, when you're expat uh, at this time. So it's really important maybe to have a professional with you to support you because you may not have all the support you need uh, when you're far away from your country. So don't hesitate to ask for support and invest in yourself. Of course, you can be a coach, but it can be anyone else. What, whoever the person uh, you choose, it's important to invest in yourself, I think, at this time of the, the process to heal and to go into a new relationship once you've healed and you will know what you want as well. You know, you, you will have asked yourself the right questions. So I would say, if, if I may, that sometimes when you, depending on where you live, it may be easier to find people to confide it uh, to yeah to confide in because there are a lot more than we think support groups abroad because of 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 the situation where people may feel alone they tend to create more support groups or even online and this we may not have the re- the, the same um reflex to to when we're at home to look for support groups because we're at home and we think, oh, we can rely on friends, uh, which may not always be the case when you think about it, you know. Um, so uh, do not hesitate to really try and find uh, this support because it may be nearer than you think. For my experience as living abroad, I, I tend to think, I found that there were a lot of support that we'd never would have dreamed of in our home country. Yes, that's so true. Yes, we are quite lucky in a way for that. We have uh, online support or uh, meeting group, you know, um, especially around women, I have to say, that we, we are very good at putting these groups in place. It, it would be more difficult maybe for men to find support because, as we mentioned before, anyway, for men, it's always more difficult to talk about those things, isn't it? Yes, totally, totally. So for, for men, it's important to reach out. Uh, if they can't find it through friends or family or support group, uh, professionals. I think it's important to, to voice all your concerns or your feelings uh, without uh, shame, without any judgment uh, at this time of your life. It, it, you know, it's, it's really important to, to have that space. Yes, yeah, so now that we know what we need to do before starting to find true love uh, and the support that we need, and we have to be honest, we can't do that alone. Finding new love, you need to be supported uh, uh, to be able to discuss it. So once we've done this, what are the first steps to finding true love in any situation, whether at home or in a foreign country? I'm just giving a few tips here and uh, I can't go uh, too deep, but it's a few very practical tips, which I think uh, maybe some of you know already, but it's always good to, to be reminded. So um, 
first, I mean, it comes from the past. Just this one is how you tell your story, how you present yourself, uh, how you tell about you, if you had a breakup, how you tell about your life. It's important to regain control over your narrative and make sure uh, you see, as I mentioned, the, the positive of your past relationship uh, and share that and translate it into your story when you when you present yourself to someone. It doesn't have to be all bad. Uh, second, um, really important, uh, sometimes we have very high expectations. So it's important to know which are the three, let's say three, maybe five must have in your partner and what are the three or five red flags, non-negotiable that you don't want in your partner. So once you're aware of the, the top three, you know, a red flag or the one that thing that you want in your partner, it's much easier when you meet someone to understand, oh, actually, if it ticks those boxes, you know, what about the rest? Maybe I can discover more and, and, and be open to the rest because sometimes you, you can't have 10 must have, then it's going to be very difficult for you to find the one if you have too much, um, too high expectations. So that would be really the, the top tips. And, and so for that, confidence and knowing yourself, knowing what you want in life is vital that you know what you, to know what you want. So it can be done with a professional as well to really assess, you know, your values, what you want in life. Uh, if you're very adventurous, for example, uh, you want someone you want to travel with. If the person says, oh, actually, I'm very uh, risk averse, I'd like to stay, you know, in my comfort zone. Maybe long term, something's going to clash. It might not be the right person for you. So what is it on your top three must have or is it not? Uh, it, you have to ask yourself this question first. And if it is, then you know that maybe it's not the right person for you now. It avoids, you know, lots of dates and months or, you know, months of uh, dating to find out that, oh, actually, we're not suited. It can save you time. It's about to know where, where you can compromise and where you're ready to compromise and where you're not ready. <laughs> yes. But uh, what I, I think is important in, in what you've just said is the first impression is very important. And that's why I think the, the, the steps that you talk talked about preparing yourself, you need to be ready and to, to be able to show a positive image of yourself. And I think when you talk about your breakup or when you say that your divorce is separated, being able to show that it's a positive and not a negative I think is a game changer because the person opposite you will know straight away that you're not over your breakup. So that, you know, there's no chance of <laughs> a new relationship starting there if you're still getting over your previous relationship. Obviously, if you're not, you know, take your time and, and heal. But if it's, a, it's also the, the, the work in progress to tell your story in a different way to say, well, there was mistakes made. We were hurt or I was hurt. And now I'm trying to move on and, you know, I'm happy to be where I am now. And I've learned a lot yes. and I, I would do it all over again because it gave me children or things like that. Something positive. <laughs> yes, you can try. It's, I know it's not, it's not easy. <laughs> so, okay, we've got the, the, the first tips, you know, um, if, if people want to know more, of course, they can contact you. But now that we know what we can do, what are the mistakes to avoid. Yes. <laughs> I guess there are obvious things like trying not to go for the same type as your ex because you know that you have personality clashes or maybe avoid a controlling ex if your ex was uh, some things like that. Seems obvious, but yes. is it easy to avoid? It's not easy if you've been following the same patterns, you know, in the past with your boyfriend, your 
ex-husband, etc. So it's about, uh, have I been following the same pattern? Have I always been, uh, have I always gone for the same person, the same type? And then maybe it can come from your childhood because you feel like you need to pick someone that is, looks familiar to you, but maybe it is not actually what you need. Could be, you know, uh, an abusive or narcissist person or controlling, as you mentioned, Uh, but it could be um, a relationship where you are dependent, you know, on the person and you you always expect a lot of reassurance because you you are scared to be rejected Um, or you're counter-dependent where you really reject all all, um, uh, affection and you don't want to be involved too much in the relationship. There are so many patterns that we could follow or we, we followed in the past. So it's about being aware and maybe change that. It could be the, the savior when you really want to uh, take care of the person, forgetting about yourself, be a bit of a people pleaser. Ha- have you been like that in the past? Have you forgot about your own, uh, your wants and needs uh, to uh, in the favor of your partners? Um, so that, that could be uh, the case, yes. But I think you need to look at yourself, look at your ex, and look at things that you are doing wrong yourself, like you say. So we always tend to blame the other, but you have your part of blame also. So maybe do a work on that also. Yes, responsibility is, is shared. Uh, if you let the person cross your boundaries, you know, you let them for years, it's a... Uh, uh, you you let them, and I know it's hard, and I don't diminish the fact that you suffered. Uh, it's a very hard situation. Uh, but now, being aware of it, you can say, well, next time, no, I put my boundaries up. You know, there are things I won't accept. And that's why you do that work of knowing what are your red flags, your three red flags that I'm not going to uh, want to compromise on. And uh, what do I really want? Also, it avoids the, having too high expectations, because then you can miss opportunities. You, know, you can miss... Uh, uh, if you cross off a person too quickly, it, uh, then you, you'll never find anyone, <laughs> in a way. I mean, yeah, you might regret it later. Yes. If you say, oh, I want him uh, blonde, or I want her uh, tall, or uh, on top of the physical appearance, I want the person to be, uh, if you give 10 attributes, you know, instead of maybe three that you really want, it's going to be hard because no one's going to match your dream. You know, no one's going to match your, your uh, fantasy. Uh, Maybe that's a problem also of people who are finding, trying to find love again, is they they don't want to go through another breakup. So they're like <laughs> uh, setting unachievable goals yeah, yes. <laughs> in the new relationship. <laughs> and that's why maybe it's so difficult instead of just thinking, well, what's important is for me to be happy, to be myself to be with someone who understands me, respects me. Because in a couple, you don't have to do everything the same. We could imagine that, like you were taking the example of somebody who doesn't like to travel and prefers to stay in his comfort zone. How about if you think it that way, that person would provide you with a nice home because they like to uh, do a lot of work on the house and you can continue traveling with your children or your friends and you could meet, it it could work. You mustn't, like you said, when you meet someone, uh, you mustn't be too hard on them. Yes, yes, that's totally true, Sarah. And, And not being too quick 
in crossing them off. Maybe get to know them. I mean, sometimes it's very quick. I mean, uh, we haven't talked about internet dating, but if you may have tried that, it's very quick to know, no, it's not for me. But some other time it's good maybe to just dig a little bit more, you know, before you cross them off. You can be surprised and maybe let yourself be surprised. Actually, he wasn't my type or she wasn't the person I imagined, but we get on, you know, things are flowing between us and uh, it's, it's a nice surprise. And I think you need to envisage also a different type of relationship, maybe depending on your age, of course. <laughs> because if you think about finding love at 35 or at 65, it's not the same. We could imagine that at 65, you're more into, maybe you're not ready to move in with somebody, but you want somebody to share things, to be in love with, but, you know, keeping your own habits. Mm. So it wouldn't be the same as when you're 35, for instance. I think what comes out of what you're saying is really you have to ask yourself certain question, isn't it? To really know what you want and what is re why is, is it so difficult to find it? Mm. Yes, yeah, really, it's, it's a journey, yeah, finding yourself. I'm still, you know, on that journey because I think we learn, don't we? <laughs> so it's a journey and uh, that's why it's, it's important to enjoy the process as well. I mean, it's, we're talking about love, something positive and, and beautiful. Uh, so it's, enjoy the process. It's not going to happen maybe quickly, maybe it will. But it's about enjoying trying new things, you know, thinking, okay, I don't want to live with someone, but can it be a compromise? You know, this person I really like, you know, we enjoy. Is, is that the only break point? Can we work on it or not? Uh, and the last question to ask yourself, I think it's if you're avoiding, you know, to, to, or if you set too high expectations, it's what's behind it. What's, what's the real challenge for you? What are you avoiding? So this is uh, about also getting out of your comfort zone about the, the image or the, uh, the family story, what you lived you know, when you were younger. So it's detaching yourself from all of this and really understand who you are now after all your experience or the trauma you went through and, and what you want uh, for your life. Yes. So what's your, your last tip? What would you advise people to do? when embarking on this new of, of adventure of looking for love? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, something that, that works and, and for is visualize your future. Sometimes I don't know what I want. Often we don't know what we want, yes. So work with a professional, but also try to visualize your future in very much details. When, when do you wake up in the morning? What do you see first? Who are you with? What do you do first thing? It can be very uh, detail-orientated. So try to visualize what's your ideal and that you have to find every single thing of this. But at least it gives you an idea, you know, if you because we don't take the time for that, do we? We don't take the time to sit down and think, actually, how do I visualize my life now that I'm, you know, newly divorced or, in, you know, in five years or 10 years? How do I see myself? What do you smell? So how, you know, what do you see? So, so how does that help? I think it gives a sense that... Uh, it's possible that, you know, it's, it's possible and that you, a sense of uh, a goal and a direction to feel like that's where I'm going. I'm going towards that vision. It doesn't have to achieve the exact perfect vision, but I'm going towards this. You know, if you want to be um, a nomad, I mean, I, I'm talking about travel a lot today, but if you want to be a digital nomad, in five years, what's, what sort of relationship are you looking for in that? Or if you want to have children or, or more children, or if you don't, 
Um, so how do you see yourself in the future? Yeah, I, somehow I wouldn't, I, <laughs> I wouldn't recommend to visualize being woken up at five o'clock in the morning by a screaming baby. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so just a <laughs> I think, you know, visualizing, get it up in the morning uh, in a bungalow, uh, on the beach, that would be a good. <laughs> yes, I, I see the, the, the sea myself. Yes, <laughs> I, I see what you're saying. It's just being able to um, stop uh, trying to look further away and visualize what you really want in life, and that starts by by saying, "Yeah, well, where? How do you see yourself in a few years' time?" even waking what what would your bedroom look like mm. if <laughs> yes if yes so. yes i i think it's uh and then you can match that with the other person so actually that's what you know that's my dream vision you know it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be uh, what what is yours what how do you see yourself in the future it's it's conversation is it's worth having isn't it uh it's not six months down the line that you realize oh actually uh, my my goal is to go back to to France, for example, and uh, I'm not going to live anymore in this country. And the other person said, "Well, actually, me, I'm, I'm staying here." So maybe if you had yeah. talked about this at the start, that could be a deal breaker, for example. That's very important, and it's a good thing you're you're mentioning it, especially when you live abroad. You need to make sure that you and your new partner have the same projects, common ones. Yes, not 100% matching, but at least a common direction, something new. Yes, staying or leaving, yes. basically. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, Audrey, I think we've touched upon everything that you wanted to talk about. Is there anything else you want to add? No, as I mentioned first, enjoy the process and... Uh, only 10% of our happiness comes from external factors. So I know we all want to be with someone and me the first. I need a connection with you know another human being, a deeper connection. But it's important to first be happy enough with yourself on your own. Just be happy enough. And then without relying too much on your next relationship to give you that, that 100% of happiness. Yes. Okay. So if I can summarize a little bit what you said today, basically... We need to mourn a relationship, then get a grip, <laughs> and then uh, don't put too much pressure on oneself to find a true love because you will find it, but don't have too high expectations. Is that is that a way to summarize everything? Yes, yes, yes. And be, be true. <laughs> know yourself, you know, do do the work and, uh, and enjoy the process. Do the work. Yes. It's very important because it is a lot of work, but it needs to be done. Yes, yes, to avoid falling into the same patterns and uh, uh, same, make the same mistakes. Yes, it is important. Okay, well, thank you very much, Audrey, Pleasure. for the really interesting topic. Uh, that's it for us today. And uh, see you next week with another episode of Hashtag Divorce. Thank you, Audrey. Thank you, Sarah-Jane. Thank you so much for listening. If you have found this podcast useful, please share, like and comment hashtag divorce and help spread the information around you if you think it may be useful to others. If you would like us to deal with one issue in particular or if you would like to participate to our podcast, please don't hesitate to contact us. You can find us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram by searching Audrey Zetun or Sarah Jane Taster. 
It would be great to hear from you. See you soon for another episode of Hashtag Divorce.